So you're saying, Carl, about the wheelchair? Um, <coughs> my voice. I've not spoken in a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I was, I was, I had a wheelchair um, from year six to year seven. Uh, no, not from year. Sorry, I did wheelchair from primary school uh, for long trips and stuff, and then so that did become um, a cause for concern going into high school. Uh, with, with the walks and the um, in between lessons and lunch and break so what they decided to do was for five minutes before um, they start the the end of the lesson I could go out and join the queue and get in the queue and be the first one uh, for the lunch queue so I only did that for about two weeks and then I stopped it myself just because well none of my mates was there so I was just eating by myself yeah. and by the time my mates would have got to the table I, I finished so I just thought I don't really need to do this so I just ended that straight away and then walking around my high school which was a pretty big high school uh once I knew the way and everything uh walking wasn't a problem and then after that walking to this day has never been a problem for me well that's that's really really good to hear um and I'm glad you were you know I'm I'm glad you realized with um you know missing out your friends because I'll tell you something now I had the option to actually take a taxi into school rather than take the school bus. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to take a taxi because I'm not going to be with my schoolmates. So I <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming, coming from, really, by there, really. But I think, um, when did I stop leaving early? Was it year seven, was it, Bill, or year eight? I stopped was, le- leaving you know what, early. I've only, I don't, now that you said it, I completely forgot that you left early. But now, now obviously, you've said it, I do remember. But it was, yeah, you didn't do it for long. Yeah, it wasn't for too long. It was, I think it was the same sort of thing what you sort of said, Carl, the fact that, you know, you miss out on your mates. Although eventually what happened is my TA would just, because we had sort of two queues, we had a queue to get into the canteen and then you'd line up. So my TA would walk in front of me and just get me in. So I'd go into the canteen basically. Yeah. And then eventually, eventually all my mates, including Bill, would be like, oh yeah, I want Dylan's help too. And then you yeah, end up having like five, six lads coming with you early. <laughs> so it was quite funny actually, to be honest. No. So yeah, well, I never got offered to uh, get a tax to school, uh, but we, we got on a, a private minibus, but everyone did in the catchment because we were out yeah, in the yeah. area. There was a there was a primary school because, the, but not the primary school I went to. It was another one, but that was like in the countryside. So All it right. was fifty fifty. The catchment area I was in and the catchment area that the school, the high school I went to was in, but they were linked with the high school of the catchment area that I wasn't in. I see, yeah. Uh, high school in my catchment area so what happened was that there was a minibus service that just picked us all up uh right outside our houses and that oh, was that's, that's really good that was everyone and i, I missed the bus man so i'll, I'll yeah, tell you a few stories because it, it was back it was full of banter like yeah some of the older people would just flick from the head and go acorn but they didn't mean it in any harm they would, it's just something that like is funny and uh <laughs> It is, isn't it? Yeah. That, if you experience it, you're like, oh yeah, it is all right. Because if I'm saying it, it does sound like bullying, but it was just the, the what happened back then, and it was we all had fun. Yeah. We all we all took the Mickey out of each other. It wasn't just yeah. an attack on one person. Yeah, we all evenly bullied each other. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay when everyone's all right with it. If, if obviously yeah. you tell someone, and then then it becomes a problem. But we all we all enjoyed. I mean, I have. Have you ever watched South Park? Oh, I love South Park. Yeah, I do as well. I take the belief in terms of stuff like that is look at South Park because South Park insults everybody. 
yeah. doesn't matter what race or religion or if you're disabled or not, they'll assault you either way. So if you have that sort of um, if you have that sort of humor, if you have that sort of humor, then no one will really get offended because everyone everyone gets roasted. I mean, you know, the lads used to roast me about being disabled. I used to roast Bill about me being Irish, and then other things. Really, it was just it was yeah. Just, and I've I've got a story so, about that as well. You'll find really, this interesting, Carl. Really. So obviously, like I yeah. don't treat Dill any different to anyone. Like you know what I mean? Because why would I? Mm. You know. So I remember we used to play this game. Uh, or used to, or, you know what an RKO is? So oh, like, yes, of used course. To, or, and do you remember that like well-known meme or like RKO out of nowhere? Me, watch yeah. out, watch out, yeah, watch out. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> yeah. So all what we used to do was um, we used to like RKO each other out of nowhere, like randomly, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget <laughs> one day, like I just did it to deal, like not like obviously just what the lads did, you know, we didn't see... We didn't even see Dill really having a disability. We just we just didn't really care. Obviously, he's our mate. We're not going to treat him any differently, if you know what I mean. No, no exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, no. I got in trouble for that because apparently they thought I was bullying yeah. Dill. And uh, I was just taught. Oh, to, I tried right. to explain to them. Like yeah. I tried to explain. Like it's not what you think. Like because to be honest, thinking back on it now, that's more bad that they would even think that because they're seeing the disability. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I get. That. Well, I, I remember being brought into the head of year's office and I said, look, he's not bullying it. It's just banter. We all do it to each other. And they they kind of sort of tried to manipulate me and say, oh, no, it's peer pressuring, like peer people peer pressuring you to smoke. I was like, what are you on about? Like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was the most bizarre thing ever. I said, no, they just banter. Like, like Bill do that to me and I'll... I'll, I'll That's like, what I mean. Like, you used to do it back to me, Dill, and you, you, you know, I yeah, should have yeah, said, yeah. oh, he's doing that to me because I'm Irish and you would have gotten trouble. Yeah. No, I've, I fully get that. So with myself, it was a game, uh, you know, Dig for Dig? No. I, I don't... Is it a bit like British Bulldog? No, 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 no. Dig for Dig is purely... You punch someone in the shoulder, they give it you back until one of you until one of you says no, you can't take it anymore. Sounds fun that, doesn't it? You get a bruised arm though. But we used to do it in high yeah, school. Of so no, uh, but I, I, I had a good right dig. So um yeah. yeah, I could I could punch you from the shoulder quite hard and they'd give it me back, but like so I remember one time like some I think it was a teacher looked at my arm and like was like, Oh, you've been bullies like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just like dig for dig. So now I, know, I fully know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it was just one of those situations. Like you're... we had, we didn't have big did, but do you, do you remember this bill? We had last hit. Yeah, last hit. So yeah. <laughs> we like we'd used to like hit each other and say last hit, then run off, and then they would try and get the last hit on you. So that was like that was really fun. So we used to just like punch each other and just run away and be like, I got the last hit, and then you'd hit, they'd hit you, and then I know I got the last hit. So we didn't have dig dig, but we had last hit. That that was right. that was very similar. yeah. So yeah, so that you know it it is what it is. Like it's it's not a big deal, but at the time, I like I didn't want to stop not treating Dill any different. If you know what I mean. So you know. No, no, you know. And obviously yeah. that that's exactly um, what he wouldn't want me to do, isn't it? Right. So, well, yeah, because the moment you treat me different, and Carl, I'm yeah, sure you, yeah, you know, I'm you know how it's. If they, if our mates start treating us differently, then they're not really our mates, and are they? Do you know, they're just like everybody else. So they have to, it has to be, your mates have to treat you. I'm not saying like you're not disabled. Obviously, they understand your no, limitations. No, but I, I know but, exactly where you're coming from, Dale. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. So, but I mean, 
did people in high school ever treat you differently at all in general? Did like high school was a, a whole different story, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get um, into that, Carla. Yeah, let, let's get into it. Oh sure. So when my nickname, uh, for example, was Hemi, just Hemi. Short what was, was it? Yeah. What? Jesus. At, to begin with, it was it was to attack. It what it was to attack. People would, What is it? Sorry, what was that? Hemi, just Hemi, short for me, please. Oh, Hemi. So, Sorry, I've never, I've never heard yeah. of that little term. No. Uh, no, well, it's only because of hemiplegia. So yeah, people would say it to spite me, and then I just had. But to counter that, as I said before, it's like when you stop caring, people stop bullying. So I just owned the nickname. I was like, yeah, and so I just learned to just to just own it. No one calls me anymore, thankfully. No, but, no, um, no, no. No, at the time, like yeah, it did get to me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I used to have a, a Velcro tie uh, to save me from doing the tie every day. I remember one time uh, someone nicked it and then threw it on like a rugby um, like goal net thing. Don't know what oh, it's yeah. called, but yeah. And then anyway, I just remember like the teacher found out and yeah, he 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 got yeah just <laughs> told off. So, oh yeah, I mean. That, that, I mean, being called Hemi, that's quite, was that by your friends or was that by like just random people? Uh, like, if that makes yeah, sense? not my mates, just people. No. Yeah, just calling me to, yeah, because that's, that's what teenagers do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think they meant any malice towards it. I just think it's because like you said you were different. So it's like, oh, you know, something to, something to do. Like, because cause I'm from quite, I'm mixed racially. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm half brown. And right. um I grew up in quite a predominantly white area, so people used to make stuff to me all, all, all the time. Like they'd say, "Oh, you're cooking a nice curry." Like so, some of it was all right, some of it crossed the line a bit. I mean, I remember, I remember, I got into an argument with a kid, and um, this kid he wasn't well liked anyway, and um, he we got into an argument in science class, and he went, "Oh, go back to Africa," but I'm not. I'm like, well, I'm brown. Africa. I'm not. Fr- <laughs> you know what I mean? That makes no sense. You know what well, I mean? Like at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can insult me, at least say properly. something which makes sense. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, yeah. So as I say, like I could tell when it was mates having a, a joke, and then when people yeah, meant yeah. it maliciously. I yeah, I could tell it's when it was one of them things. Um, but that's 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 high school though. You hit puberty. Um, everyone yeah. just is more aggressive. Um, so hormones and stuff like that. You know, it, it just took time really to get used to all the new mm. jokes and everything. So. And I guess South Park, as I say, they they don't care about anything. And I used to love South Park, so I guess that also helped in like, yeah, like not taking to anything too seriously. Well, yeah, that that's yeah. I mean, that's what I kind of feel. It's like, well, because I mean, I, do you make jokes about your own condition? Because I, I I'll do it all the time. It's quite I find it quite amusing. Like I'll say something about my condition, like as a joke. And then people are like, <gasps> like in school, I'd say something or being brown, and then they'd be like, <gasps> and I'd be like, no, it's okay, it's a joke. But I did so much, people just started laughing. I'd say, oh, go away, Dill. Do you know what I mean? But um, did you ever make jokes about your own condition or not really? Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say in high school, I, I probably did. Um, yeah. I just can't remember exactly what I'd say. But now, but now I'll, I'll talk about now, I, I guilt trip people. So like, if people forget. <laughs> I'll just go, yeah, yeah, I can do that, Calendar, and then, and they, they, I go, I love seeing the clock tick in their head, and they go, and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't care. So I think it was like, I don't some, know what it's play like rock paper scissors or something. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I, it was something like that. Anyway, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can, Carter. I'll tell you a funny story actually. So I was in a night out in Chester with Bill. Oh yeah. 
and I wasn't that drunk. I had about maybe four or five pints, so I was, I was tipsy. No, I was pretty drunk, but I wasn't like right, blooded. Yeah, yeah. Bill in front of me here was absolutely was, blooded, and um, the security let Bill in, even though like he dropped his wallet and all his cards fell out, and they stopped me. I went. You've had too much to drink, and I yeah. said, "No, I haven't." It was, "Have you had that as well?" Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, "No, no." It goes, "Why are you walking that way?" I was like, "I'm disabled. I've got cerebral palsy." And then they were like, "Oh, like that? Has that has that ever happened to you?" Like, um, you know, you think. So well, he didn't say. It. I was in York seeing a mate, oh, yeah. and he just he just stopped me. He didn't say anything. He just said, "Can you get everything out your pockets, please?" So I did, and I did it all. I don't know normally, and then he patted me down and everything, but he didn't do it to anyone else. And I don't know. Well, I'm guessing it's because he thought I was just, just well drunk, but it was just very weird. And then the other time, I did stumble because, as I say, I was in the gay club once in Manchester. Um, yeah, Canal Street. One night out, that actually. You know what? Yeah, I I've been on one night out, and it was actually all right. You know, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, but it's, it's actually okay, you know. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. But, but what happened in Canal Street? Um, just the bounce just went, are you sure you've, you've had enough, mate? And I said, no, I've got several pulls. And he just went, all oh, right. Yeah. But when I did that in Chester, they, the bounce looked like, he looked at him, he went, I'm going to hell. I was like, yeah, you're going to hell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, oh, it was, was he just... very guilty? Oh. Well, no, well, I, I just thought, I'm not being funny. I'm not drunk. You know, I I, I get, no, I do kind of get, because the way I can walk, especially when I've had a few, and yeah. I was drunk, can't come across as I'm blathered, but I wasn't blathered, you know? And I'm pretty sure you get it as well when you walk around the street, people think, oh, is he drunk? But it's not. It's just because of the condition. Um, you know, because we, we our balance isn't the best at times. So people think we're a lot more drunk than we actually are, or if we've not even been drinking, we're not drunk. But it's just, it's just, it's just quite funny. Like you said, sometimes guilt trip people and be like, well, you know, I'm not that drunk. I'm like, oh, and they get all, they get all, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're so brave. I'm like, Shut up. Let me go in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's just funny when you, you you turn it on them, and then and then you go, oh, I'm only joking, and then, and then you, you you do eventually go, oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, but no, so yeah, alcohol with me, I don't know, I don't think it. Obviously, it affects your balance more. Uh, but I'd just say, apart from a few times, it's not very. Uh, unless it's been blackout, and that's that's a different story. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say like it's never stopped me from from walking around anywhere. But yeah, no, same here. So that that's good though. I did I did used to have an insole uh, in primary. School. Yeah, I yeah yeah I had that as well. Um, um, did you have to have special shoes? Because in primary school, I had to have. Um, they were like Timberlands, like black. They weren't Timberlands, right? <laughs> but they were like Timberlands. Did you have to wear like a special boot? If that reception, makes sense. Reception, I did. Reception, I did. Yeah, but then. I swear, as soon as year one hit, I stopped because I remember reception. I had laces. Well, and to this day, I, I still can't do laces. So I remember um, about that in reception. So, uh, but I remember in year one, I got Velcro, and I just remember I never went back to the um, laces. And then I don't think I had like an insole or a special shoe after that. And I've never, I've never had anything to do with my feet or walking. Like to help anyway. Oh, that's quite good then. That's not that's not too bad. Do you find? I mean, I, I do you find your shoes quite a bother, or, or trainers or footwear quite bother them? Because I I can't really tie my shoes either. I mean, there's a technique on YouTube. I've tried to have a try and tie my own shoes up, but trainers up, but I just can't seem to do it. Do you find it quite difficult? I mean, for me, trainers are probably quite harder than say shoes. Cause yeah. 
you can get like dress shoes or if you're with your family or friends you can just buy a pair of lace, lace shoes and i'll tie up for you but do you find shopping for shoes quite general uh hard in general would you say or would you say it's not uh, so bad so i usually do it all online and then yeah um i get it sent to this place that changed the laces to self-lacing so literally it's really? like a slip on shoe but they look like laces that's actually quite good. What's the, what's the place called? I might actually check it I out. I don't know, but I will tell you after the podcast when I can look Excellent. it up. Excellent. Not doing a sponsorship for this company now, <laughs> but I, it generally would help help me out, to be honest. Um, no, that's that's really good. Um, on the subject of kit, on a, on heel cut, did you ever wear a splint or anything? Like a hand splint at all? Um, a hand splint? No, I don't think I ever. Really? I ever have, no. No, I, I've, I've got a splint I use for the gym. I've always had had a hand splint. I had one, I had one in. I think it was sort of from year six to year seven, uh, sort of year six to like year nine or something. And it had like a thin bar of aluminium, and it was bent, so it was to keep my wrist straight. If that makes sense, does your does your um, sort of wrist bend a bit at all, or is it or is it is it not that bad really? Would you say? Um, I don't. I'm not sure. It is. It, well, it is stiff. Um, yeah. But I've just never had a hand splint, or it's quite noticeable when I run, though. When I look at my left hand when, when, I'm, run, yeah. when I'm running, but uh, yeah. no, I'm like, if you if you were to notice I was disabled, it would be from my walking, from the ever so slight really? limp. You wouldn't be able to tell from my arm, really. That's really that's 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 really that's really good. I mean, my hand isn't that bad. I mean, I've had I've I've had surgery on it to sort of help straighten out. I've had Botox on uh, it. But yeah, so um, I've had. Have you had Botox? Had Botox. How, how did you how did you find Botox? I I can't remember to be honest. I had it when I really? was very young, and I, I can't yeah. remember it at all. Well, I I had Botox. I went to a place. Uh, I maybe you got this place. You know the one in uh, Os Osworth Street. Uh, where, where is this? Osmond, where where um for the Upper Lynn Clinic in Osmond Street. That's where I had mine. And where did you get yours then? Or do you not? Remember? I honestly don't remember. I, was, I think it was like oh, really? four years old. Oh, I, I don't think I think this thing's quite new then, um. But I I had Botox. I've had I had some in my wrist to help it relax, and I had surgery. But then I've had Botox in my uh, in my fingers to to get them so they don't overstretch. If that makes sense. But they've kind of messed it up a bit because um they realised my they realised after the surgeon that handles me he's a lovely guy, but I think he's a bit mad to be honest with you. They they come in look at me and be like, yeah, we can experiment on me. I feel like I'm Frankenstein's bloody experiment to be honest because they'll just say oh yeah well we'll put botox in his hand but my fingers now until the botox wear off i sort of bent a bit so i had quite good grip i'd go to gym i'd grip stuff and lift but then afterwards i couldn't it's wearing off now but when i had it i couldn't i could hardly grip any i couldn't grip my phone or anything so it was a bit bit of a nightmare really to be honest with you but um in terms of physio though uh, i know we touched on it what type of exercises did you do I'm I'm trying to remember you see because I've not been to physiotherapy since primary school either, um, because so you were saying there that your 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 grip wasn't too good even with your phone and your left and your right hand I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, for me, um, I I can still carry like I won't be able to like go on my phone on my left hand. No, I but, uh, yeah. I could carry it and then I can well. I've, even though I don't go to the gym myself, even though I really should, um, <laughs> um, I can carry like two pints at once as well. 
but I'd have to hold. If you them. do, if you do. Sorry, the audio was went a bit weak then, oh, Carl. What, what did I you can say? I still sorry? like carry two pints at once, but I have to like press. Can you? I have to press them together and walk. Oh, that's really impressive. I can't do that. You're gonna have to teach me how to do that because I can carry stuff in my right hand, but you gotta teach me how to do that. Because when, when me and Bill are in the pub, I always have to say to Bill when it's my round. I have I always have to say to say to him, oh yeah, could you give me a hand with this pint, you know, so you got, you got to show me how you do that, you know, no, yeah. it's pretty sure, I'd like to live to learn how to do that, so I can just, um, so I could just do it, it'd be a lot, lot easier on me, you know, but I think if I was to try and carry two pints, they'd just both spill, to be honest with you, but, uh, you know, so, but again, you know, it's a very um, useful, useful skill to have, definitely. So, yeah, uh, so in terms of physiotherapy, I think it was just certain activities and stretches, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I just can't remember. I also went to speech therapy as well. And this is when I was very oh, right. young. Uh, yeah, because it does would, affect the speech, doesn't it? I would speak out of like, I wasn't speaking proper sentences. Um, yeah. And I guess they, they helped me to speak proper, in proper sentences afterwards. Um, right. I can't remember that period though either. So most of the mm. therapy I had as a kid was, was a kid. Um yeah. And it just like it well, it all helped. Um, especially the uh so I also used to go swimming at Man United's training ground and that was a long Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I can fully swim. I thought I couldn't actually because uh, in the past three years I've not even swam. Uh COVID and stuff, but then I did go on holiday yeah. to Mexico a few weeks ago when I was in the swimming pool, I was like, Oh yeah, I can still swim, that's good. <laughs> what well you do swim there, what's your stroke? I mean I I'm quite I was quite a good swimmer. And my favourite stroke was backstroke. So, um, do you prefer backstroke or are you more of a front goal? No, I prefer front. Um, really? Yeah. Um, just oh. frontwards and yeah. Because I I found with backstroke you can sort of balance on the water. You know, I mean, you can let the water water lift you almost. So it's a bit like um, you just literally just lie back and kick and stroke, and then you're moving, but. Well, that's really um that's really interesting that to be fair. No, so yeah, it was about two years of one to one uh swimming lessons and then after that I could just swim. Did you ever get though I mean I went to a disabled swimming club. Did you go to any like disabled swimming clubs or a regular swimming club? No, so the only place that I learnt to swim was um in Carrington, Man United's training ground where they have a special one to one swimming lessons. It was only me and this oh, other yeah. this other disabled girl who who did it and that was it. Um, nice, nice. United would just hire it out, and then or or Trafford Council would just hire it out, and then yeah, 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 yeah. just go there. I mean, for me, I, I swim because I, I I really enjoyed swimming. I did do a bit of swimming with the rate like in a mainstream, and then I did a bit of the stable swimming. But there was a thing called I forget what it's called, but it was at the hospital, and we would we I'd go swimming, and it was for like you said disabled people. It was cerebral palsy, and I think they were like five or six of us so there wasn't that many and uh, you'd have it wasn't one-to-one but you did have a helper so it was like very much like one-to-one and i found that kind of helped that the water was like a lot warmer than the pool water it was like swimming bath water to be honest with you uh, yeah so the pub uh, the pub <laughs> the pool but <laughs> the pool in carrington was like it was the it was the tra- it was the players pool so it was like at a set temperature and it, it felt really nice yeah, I I found that as well. It relaxed the muscle. Yeah, I, I I found it was really good. Um, so what what's what's next now, Bill? Uh, uh, are we yeah, just in the high school. Time? So, uh, Cara, let's let's talk about what year, how year eight, nine, and ten up until your uh GCSEs and year eleven and ten. Talk us through uh the tr- the 
the way up to GCSEs from year eight and also what GCSEs were like for you? Yeah, so um, year seven was kind of like the start of year. You, I had a few TAs here and there. You have what? So because my school was so big, there was many um, le- students had learning difficulties. So there was many TAs around to help. Um, That's good. You do get assigned one. Uh, well, I yeah, I don't yeah. Know if everyone did, uh, but you do get others because like it could be you know the class with someone else has got a learning difficulty, so there'd only be one TA per room. Um, so it was just finding my feet really in year seven um, and then that year was over year eight and year nine well year nine's my favorite year I, I loved year nine um, well why did you love year nine the core I don't know if you know if, if you know so for your core subjects which is just like, oh yeah yeah I know what you mean um, like drama arts and all the ones that oh, they nice. aren't important you have a core in um, and then I just loved all the class I was in for that and then it was about year nine. I found my love of of drama. Wow. Okay. Um. So I mean, I touched on it before about acting, but I just I just loved like acting. Um. So I found myself in my comfort zone really. Um. Because even though in primary school, uh, and even prior to that, I was very shy. I was I wouldn't speak to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like a way you could sort of sort of bring this sort of personality out and and sort yeah. of. Yeah. Was, oh, you know, there was two. No, go. What are you gonna say? There was two main factors. I think of this YouTube and Xbox. So I had really? a YouTube account in two thousand and eight when I was only nine, and I used to post videos on that, and then just talk to people. It was mainly about wrestling. That so. Oh, you like wrestling? I was a wrestling fan back in the day. Uh, yeah. I don't watch it anymore, but uh, I have a mate who does, and he said, "Do you want if I want to go Cardiff in September?" to watch um, Clash, at the, Clash at the Castle instead, of course I will. So I did see Clash at the Castle. In what did you think of Clash at the Castle? Because I, I think that might have been Wales' first pay-per-view with the WWE. It, so how, how did you find it? Was it, it good? It was amazing. It was oh, amazing. Really? Drew McIntyre <laughs> and Edge were the two highlights. Every <laughs> fan was just singing their theme songs. Um, I like I like because I'm, I'm sort of a fan of wrestling. I don't watch it so much now, but I used to love wrestling. A lot, um, but um, I was gonna say, oh yeah, but I went to a live event in Manchester actually. Oh yeah, I think it was. What? I think it was in the. I can't remember the centre now. What year? It was. Pardon. Uh, what year? Oh, this was a few years ago. This was when I was about year nine, year ten. No, year nine. This was year eight. Um, and it was just like a live event. So it wasn't like one of the main shows. It was like you know when they do like um. They used to do like took the just touring, and I right. we went we went watching it, and it was the big. It, this is you know Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. This is during like sort of the Daniel it's Bryan cool. movement, the yes, the yes and all that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and um, it was so entertaining. I saw the big show. I saw, I think I think I might have seen the Shield as well. Actually, I can't remember though. Um, but I really really enjoyed it, and um, I think yeah, a big show around the autumn. I think was the main event if I remember 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 correctly but I, I i really you know enjoyed it and i i like i i like it when the wrestling comes to britain because i think it's just much more entertaining i think the british crowd oh, is just much 10 times better than american i actually are the american crowds are like 
the the American clouds, I do enjoy them. They, they just seem so cheesy. You can tell yeah, the British. It's, it's, like... it's the same with all American sports. If you hear like chanting, oh, it's like, oh God, like compared to our football. football chants are like, <laughs> we're going to beat you. We're the, it's like most stupid American fans versus British fans in sports. And it's, it's a funny video. Yeah, I've seen that. It's funny. But, yeah. Um, so, so wrestling and YouTube was one reason why I think I gained more confidence, just uploading videos and talking to people about on forums about wrestling. But the second biggest reason that I think I gained confidence is was Xbox. So really, um, this, well, this might sound weird, obviously, because you're inside and you're just playing a, on a, on games. But it was the the party system and game chat that they have. Um, oh, so yeah, I made yeah. loads of friends just from talking to them. Um, yeah. I've, obviously, I might change a few pe- a few friends that I spoke to back then, but I was only a kid. Um, but yeah, I'd say it course. just gave me more confidence in speaking to people because I was speaking to people every day. Before before Xbox, when I got back home, if I didn't have a friend over, um, I wouldn't speak to anyone. Right, okay. So it was sort of a way to come out of your shell. Um, I'm glad you brought Xbox up. Did you, because um, I've played, I've got Xbox. I, I think I have an old PlayStation um, for at home, actually, um, but it doesn't work. I, I haven't a chance to play, you know, you don't have these times anymore. But I tend to use play it one-handedly. Did you uh, play it one-handed as well? Yeah. Or did you? Uh, still yeah, to yeah, day, yeah. Um, I'm, I, but I've, my mates don't know how I do it. I Well, I don't know how I do it, to be fair, but I've always done it since a kid. Yeah, same so here. I play it's just, it like... just as good as someone could with two hands. Yeah, I, I mean, FIFA, probably, I'm not that good at. Call of Duty, I'm all right at. Well, but, I might have um, to teach you about FIFA then as well because I can beat all You might have to. Yeah. I play a bit of FIFA with my brother when I'm back in Wales, but um, yeah, I know it's difficult, but I you, I definitely could use with the um, extra learning on that. But it, it's quite weird because you just like, because I once was, I was once in school explaining to it. We were talking about games and I said, oh yeah, I play one. Well, we talked about it. I said, oh, I play one-handed. And then they got, ha- and they were like, oh, well, Dill, how'd you play one-handed? I was like, I've got no idea. You, you yeah, don't really, because you don't. Yeah, it is. I know you, it's like talking. It's like how do you talk? It's like, I, I don't know. I just talk. Yeah, it's just like, well, how'd you do it? Like, well, I don't, you just, you know, yeah. play it. <laughs> like, it, it, there's no sort of explanation. You just sort of like, you put in your like, you play it, and it's like, oh, you know. But no, I, I, I found it good. I mean, in terms of um, hand use, probably the Xbox 360 controller was better for COD and uh, games like GTA because of the. But bottoms, yeah, the analog sticks are much better. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how like, because... your, how different it would be with left-handed though. So that would that that is quite interesting. I've never thought about that. Yeah, uh, obviously most things are right-handed. Yeah, so yeah, I'm that's what I mean. That like, do you find that difficult then that most things are predominantly right-handed? So like, how do you deal with that? That's good. That's a good question. Um, I don't. I probably not so much now. I mean, obviously scissors, I can't do. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. But most stuff now that you know, I've just found ways to alternate. Like, um, I didn't know this, but when you eat with a fork and knife, normally you're meant to eat with your right, don't you? Normally, but I obviously use it with my left. So when you set the table for me, the forks on the left side and the plate, the uh, sorry, the, the knife's on the right. So I find like just techniques like that way. What I'll do is I might say if I'm having, I I can't cut steak up, so I'll get someone to cut my steak up. But if I was say having fish fingers yeah i would either use the fork to cut the fish fingers up or i'd stick my fork in the fish finger just use my left left with the knife to cut the fish finger and then switch back and that's yeah that's exactly what i do 
Um, yeah, uh, with- it's it's definitely so easy. I mean, if I'm on a night out, if, if not a night out, but if I'm going for a restaurant with the boys or the family, what I what I tend to do is I tend to just get some like a burger, a burger because yeah. you can eat yeah. it with your hands. Do you do you do that as I, well? Rather I than used to, but over the years I have become more proficient in using a knife and fork. Oh, that's good. So now I can cut up a steak. Maybe not like like a normal person. Well, someone who could cook normally could, but like just it would take me a bit a bit more but i could still do it relatively quick that it's not that noticeable uh so i just became more proficient with a knife and fork over the years really um that's that's, it, that's really that's, that's really good even, we even went to a steakhouse in mexico a few weeks ago and obviously and the chef mm. came out and some well usually like posh restaurants to do this in the uk as well the, the the chef will ask you how your steak is like they'll ask you to cut it up so you can see how red it is yeah. And I'm a medium rare guy, so I yeah, same. Well, try next. Bill, Bill, Bill over here, Carl. Bill over here likes steak. Yeah, I love the steak. I know for all the chefs out there (laughs) and everyone else, it's it's horrible to have your steak well done. I know. I'm trying to get better with it. I'm. I think I might try medium to well soon. Medium to well, yeah. That that's that was that yeah. Uh, my parents are the same though, so yeah, they they when I go to steakhouse with them, they all they both order it well done, and I have to <laughs> I have to cringe, but yeah, yeah. Is, it, it, I get well. mine either medium to rare. I'd say I like I like a bit of blood in my steak. You yeah, know, same I, 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 you medium. Know, rare. You gotta have it a bit. You know, you know. I think we've got a mate, uh, Carl, who's a chef, and he actually says when there's um, he's telling me a story once when someone orders a steak well done, the whole kitchen stops just to sort of pay tribute to the steak that they're going to cremate basically for them but you know it, it's quite funny really uh but you know it, it is good though um do you find pasta we've eaten like because I, I love pasta like spaghetti do you find pasta quite hard to eat or do you do you have you found a way to, to uh to eat that efficiently would you say um so yeah um spaghetti well spaghetti i'll just twirl it with the, the fork and then just eat it really um and if it's like pasta like um i don't know what the word is but like just um yeah i'd say pasta's quite easy to be honest oh fant- fantastic fantastic yeah no i i i mean when we're like if i'm going to italian there's an italian where near where we live i like to go east go when i was a kid and um i'd always get the spaghetti bolognese and that was oh it was it was heaven and i like um and you have you ever had carbonara um. Oh uh, no, we're not. You've never had carbonara. Oh, mate, carbonara is amazing. It's literally so simple. To, you can make it at home. It's literally so easy. It's just literally boil pasta, and then you drain the water. Cut up. Um, I forget the meat. It's, it's like bacon. You put the meat in, and then you add like you can either add like eggs to it, or some people add like a bit of cream to it. Then the eggs. It's it's such an easy dish to make, and it's oh, it's so it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, I'd say pasta is probably one of my favorite dishes. I would say. Oh, right. Okay, I'll have to give that a go then. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I usually just, just get pizza when I go um, Italians, Italian restaurants. Oh, uh, pizza's a good shout. Uh, it's not because of like disability. It's just because that's what I like the best from Italians. So. Do you have uh, pineapple on your pizza? I, I, I quite like I, that. Or are you not so I don't, but there should be no hate for it because it does taste all <laughs> There should be no exactly. It tastes there should all be no right, hate. honestly. Um, yeah, people get. I don't have it myself, but it tastes all right. 
I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story. Do you know Hemi Help? Yes, I, I, I've I've done a few stuff with Hemi Help in the past. Yeah, I've done. Well, I went to a convention in Hemi Help in Leeds, and um, and uh, I don't know why. I, I I think they were doing like conversation starters, and we we're talking about pizza, and they were like, "Who here has pineapple on their pizza?" And me, I was like, "Yeah." I put, so I put my hand up. Only person put something to me. They were like, "Oh, it's so crim. It's absolutely criminal. You put pineapple on pizza." I was like, "Sorry." And it's like, oh, it's "So sinful. I can't believe you do that." I was like, "You're taking this far too seriously." You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh my God! Like you know, but it was no. I I I I I don't really know why I was there. I think it was like a careers day, um, and I I I I kind of went in and. Because I wanted at the time, I wanted to be in the navy. Obviously, I, I couldn't. I, I wasn't eligible, but so I, I, I was just sort of going there, to sort of um, peck the head about. Um, oh yeah, how would how does one get into the navy with cerebral palsy? Sort of thing. What require recruit requirements? And they didn't really answer. And then when I spoke to the navy, they were like, "Oh, listen, no, no go." Um, have you ever wanted to sort of have a career in the armed forces or anything, and you couldn't or anything, or was that never something you were ever particularly interested in? No, not the um, the armed forces. Um... So my my career path was just in primary school I wanted to be a pilot. Um, oh yeah, that was just uh, like a primary school aspiration, and then when I thought more about it from high school onwards, I just wanted to be an actor. Really, fair fair enough, fair enough. What sort of things would you want to act in, Carl? Are you of a comedic actor or a serious actor? What what type of actor would you would you act in, or are you not fussy? Um, so when I would have so. Uh, this will bring me on to my GCSEs. So after year eight and year nine, I finally chose my GCSEs. Now in our high school, because I know everyone chooses their GCSEs differently, um, yeah. English, maths and sciences were mandatory. After that, yeah, um, you chose two subjects of what you wanted, uh, then a language and then uh, history or geography. So I chose All history because... Right. I liked history better than geography. I still like it's geography much, though. Yeah. Like geography is a yeah. huge. Like, I love countries and flags and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, of course. But I did choose history. For the language, I chose German. Uh, okay, I did German in year from year seven to nine. I did German. Good, good choice. Good choice. I thought it was. Ge- I thought it was easier. I I did German and Spanish yeah, in year seven to year nine. I thought German was just easier than Spanish, so I just chose German. Um and then the two subjects um that that I chose that you could choose of anything, um I chose drama and media studies. Okay. Um, and uh, what would you say were your favourite out of drama or media studies, or were they both up there? Was uh, it, it was, it was drama, hundred percent. So going into yeah. your question before about what kind of actor I am, whenever I'd have to improvise or anything, I'd be comedic. Uh, right. Yeah. So I would just come up with stuff on the spot and make people laugh. And I remember. One time, a really good mate of mine who had a drama with, he was feeling quite down the day, and literally no one was um, like making him laugh or anything. But then I, I remember saying, I said this one word in a in a Russian accent, and while we were acting, and he he, he just started laughing, and I was I was like, that's what I want people, that's what I want people What's... do is just laugh. So you want to yeah make people laugh? That's that's very admirable. I I do I respect that. I I. I, I personally comedy is my favorite genre anyway, so I, I find that quite good. What was the what was the word you uh, said, Carla? Can you not say it on the podcast? Uh, I, I, I don't know if I, I can and I can't. I don't know. Oh, I won't right, say it enough. anyway, but yeah. Okay, well say we won't do it just in case. We don't want to get we don't want to get cancelled now, do we? Okay. <laughs> we want to get sponsorship in the future, yeah. so. Yeah. 
not happen. But um, yeah, so uh, in terms of so, I know you said you're interested in South Park and you like South Park. Uh, what would you, what would you say your comedy idols were, Carl? Uh, comedy idols um, or comedic actors. They could be out of stand up. Oh well, it was, it was actors, Robin Williams. Yeah. That yeah, of he's course. my inspiration. Right. Um, okay. I mean, R.I.P. to the man, but he could make anyone laugh, no matter where your background, because most comedy is subjective and it usually mm. resolves around where you're from, like the culture that surrounds you and everything. It doesn't matter with Robin Williams. He could go to any country yeah. and make you laugh. And I love that about him. He'd yeah. smile on everyone's face. So he was... He, he was very. He was a very talented kid. You know, I mean, I watched a few stand-ups and he was quite funny. And I, I've seen... Uh, I've seen... I know it, this was more of his film, but he was in it in the Night Muse- Night of the Museum yeah. and I saw Mrs. Doubtfire. I thought he was very good. And you know you know, uh, you know, know the um, animated... You know Aladdin in the film? Yeah, he's the, the genie. He, I didn't know that, you know, until he died. Oh, right. Like, and then I, I listened to the genie. I thought, yeah, no, that is, that is him, but... You know, I, I, I find him quite, you know, I found him quite hilarious, to be honest. Um, what about stand-ups? Who would you say your favourite stand-up comedian, or is it, or is it Robert Williams? Uh, stand-up, um, I will have to go for, oh, well, there's Peter Kay who's coming back recently. Yeah. Uh, and then I do like Jack Whitehall quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I quite liked some of the old school. I saw this is going to be a bit controversial, but I quite liked uh, Frankie, Frankie Boyle and Boyle. Jimmy Carr. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen his audience annihilation videos, and they are very funny. Where he just wrote, the he just he just destroys. He doesn't care, does he? He just sort of just says it. And I liked Russell Howard as well. He was quite a good. Comedian. Yeah, when Russell he did Howard. Good News back in like ten years ago, that was very funny. Yeah. I remember that back in the day. Well, I, I went to go see him live in Liverpool, and I found him hilarious. Like legit, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I also saw a bit of an older comedian. Um, I've seen three stand-ups in my time. I've seen Lee Mack, which was very Lee Mack. Yeah, I like Lee Mack. And then I saw Russell Howard, and then I saw a comedian. He's a bit, maybe a bit before your time. Um, he's definitely before my time. Uh, ben Elton, have you heard of him? I've not actually, no. Yeah, he, he was quite a good comedian. I mean, I, I watched him. Um, he was big in Channel 4 during, I think it would have been the 80s and the 90s or late 80s, early 90s. And he was very, very funny. I mean, and I, I found him quite funny, but he was, my dad remembers him because I think my mum was originally meant to go with him, but she dropped out or she couldn't do it. So I went instead and, and, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, no, these are like they say some of the comedic heroes. I think um, would you say comedy helps with the condition a bit if you learn to laugh at yourself and you learn to? Would you say it kind of helps? Yeah, with um, the definitely. As a, as you said before, South Park uh, has no boundaries. Mm. Like nothing's off limits, and I thought, well, nothing's off limits. South Park, nothing's off limits for anyone. So uh, exactly, yeah, anyone can can do it to anyone. It's just about take, not taking yourselves too seriously after that. Yeah, it, look as long as long as you can sort as long as it's you know meant in good taste and the joke's clever. I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. it personally. Yeah, I, you yeah. know. Um, but I've always felt comedy kind of helped sort of pull pull it out of you know, you you have like a rough day or something, and then it kind of it kind of helped pull it out. Like I I remember you know you're feeling down about something about the condition you put on the comedy, you just forget about it and. I remember, and um, I'll tell you afterwards. Actually, there's a joke. I won't go into what what the joke is, but and I, because I I did actually do a little bit of a stand up actually for um, I did in Manchester. I forget what the comedy club's called, but I did I did a bit of um, 
for like 10 minutes and I, I remember looking at these jokes and I could I rewrit them and they, they were quite good actually to be honest they weren't bad um, but I think um, 100% it, comedy definitely has some sort of aspect of where if you can laugh at yourself you can carry on going if that makes sense because if you take it too seriously then there's going to be no hope for you really is there? Yeah definitely it's just about finding the right balance of not taking mm. yourself too seriously and, but then when knowing someone is but yeah it's just about comedy's just it's a relief for everyone you know there's no better thing in the world than laughing so well scientifically they say if you laugh you create endorphins yeah so when they say the best medicine is humor and that's kind of the way i've looked at it if you can make people laugh and i'll tell you something do you know you know how he, do you know prince philip well yeah. he would say some like you know things which are considered quite not radical, but they would say stuff which are very much sort of comedic and weren't appropriate at the time. Right. But the reason why he did that was because he knew people were quite uncomfortable in meeting with the royal family because, you know, obviously as the royal family, people are going to get quite nervous. So he thought, well, if I do a bit of a joke to lighten the mood, it will be, it'll definitely go a long way. People can relax. And that's how I kind of use comedy sometimes in my condition because some people, and you'll probably understand this. Well, haven't really experienced people with disability. They, they, they've lived in a community. Thankfully, no one in the household's got disability and they're fortunate enough that none of their friends have conditions. So they've never really experienced sort of people with conditions. And I find it helps if you crack a joke a bit because then it puts them at ease. I mean, I don't know what you think, but if you crack a joke about yourself, that, then it puts me, especially like when you're like, say, 18, 19. What do you think about that? Yeah, so, um, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, so for myself, like, I can see, so I, I for example, my school was 99% white, so I hardly ever yeah. met anyone outside of any ethnicity apart from white people. I remember just going to uni and then just meeting every ethnicity. And then you do get scared. So it's I can understand where people come from when they meet me and they've never met anyone with a, a disability. So it's just like, yeah, like nothing. You can say anything and I'll crack a joke with you. And that's what some other people are like. So it's it's about finding, making them feel, making them feel at ease by you feeling at ease. Exactly. And then, you know, they relax and they, you know, and they, um, you know, and they're more likely to, you know, well, not that no, they will become your friend, but then if you're, because I find if you're too serious about it, then no one wants to be your friend because it's like, oh, there's this guy over there who talks about his condition and that's all he ever talks about. I'll tell you a story, actually. Um, they had this bright idea for one of my, t- you talk about TAs, they have a bright idea for one of my TAs. And this was when I was sort of in year 11. I, they thought, so the TA I had from high school from year seven till probably about, year 11 in october november so you know basically the whole of year 11 and they had the idea to bring in a ta with cerebral palsy and the reason why my old ta left was as you probably know and i'm sure a lot of them say to you they don't get paid a lot and then she was offered a new role which would be more money and more hours so like i I get that completely and then he had cerebral palsy and i won't name his name because you know it's it's unfair on him and now he was about I'd he had cerebral palsy. I think it was either I think it was your side actually. So I think his left arm and leg were affected. Yeah. So I never really met anyone with cerebral palsy. I met a swimmer called Sasha who had cerebral palsy on the right side, and but that was sort of not necessarily met. I hit and spoke, and then I had a few five minutes, but I never actually got to know anyone with a condition. So it got quite. I mean, it got up to that point. It was just sort of me. 
And um, so I met I met this guy and he, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's always kind of bothered me that you have these, some people with the condition or any sort of condition and they make it about that. They make the condition about them, if that makes sense. So they go on and on how great they are. Oh, I've done this and I've got a condition. I've done that. I've got a condition. And he got quite like arrogant. And I know really liked him and I didn't really have any authority over it, but I, I was actually quite, disappointed when i met because i was a bit like oh i'm gonna meet this guy he's got cerebral palsy oh me and him will definitely gel and we honestly we were polar opposites like he wouldn't i'm not saying you should never talk about it but what i am saying was he just made it his thing like if you would have a conversation with him now if he came on the podcast we had a conversation with him now he would just go on about his condition and how much of an inspiration he was and you know it, to be honest it was it was sort of um winding up the PE teachers, the PE teachers at dinner time when he'd go up to the canteen to sit away from him. And he'd make up, like, obviously you drink, don't you? You have a few drinks and, you know, that's fine. But he would, he, so he said, no, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, I don't drink or whatever. And we're like, all right, whatever. And he goes, it's not appropriate to talk about drinking alcohol. But we were like 17. So, you know, it's not like, you know, man, we went, it's not like we're talking about anything bad. We're just saying, oh, do you drink? You know what I mean? Sort of thing, you know, average, um, conversation and whatnot and um basically teachers would actually because he just wouldn't sit up by himself he they they at lunchtime he'd come in and they would actually move away and then they'd stop eating the canteen they just eat in the offices so he, he kind of had quite a negative outlook i call it i call him captain america because he he just kind of made it like oh i'm this great legendary sort of guy look at me i've got a condition and i should be a role model but he wasn't like that because when i saw him a few years later um, he was at a golf club, dude, because I was invited, and Bill remembers this, he was invited to my uh, uncle, my uncle's golf club, and he was drinking, in fact, he was drunk, he had a few beers, and I thought, hang on a minute, we thought he didn't drink, but I never really got on with him, but I was wondering, have you ever encountered any sort of disabled people like that, who they make it their personality, if that makes sense? Um, so, personally, me myself, even though I know where you're coming from, uh, I've never met that many people, I think I've met same, yeah. Three people with cerebral palsy in my life, three or four, um, and they, they've all been all right. They've all been they've been our age as well, so um, yeah, yeah, they've all been sound pretty much. Um, but I know where you're coming from. Like some some disabled people can be over, uh, exaggerating or you know what uh, what they've achieved and stuff. And it's just like okay, yeah, like. It's, it's the funny thing is it's like can disabled people still be like horrible it's like well yeah maybe it wasn't yeah, horrible but, like, came down to. but it's just like one of them them stereotypes like oh you can't be mean to disabled people because it's like so it's like no you someone's being like you gotta tell them like this ain't on yeah because the way i look at it people can be an idiot it doesn't really matter if they're disabled or not they yeah. can still be idiots and he was an absolute idiot i mean as a ta he was he was he was quite. I'll be honest with you. He was very, he was completely useless at being a TA, because um, I did in my studies. I did. Uh, do you know what resistant materials is? It's like woodwork, metalwork, plastic work. All right. Uh, yeah, DT. I was measuring something out to to cut on the. I think it was to cut on the. No, it was to to go on the. Uh, you know, like the sander. And he goes, "Can I help you with something?" I said, "No, it's all right. It's all right, mate. I've I've got this." And then he just, "Oh no, I'll do it." Snatches the ruler out of my hand, does it, ruins it, and I said, well, "Why did you do that for?" And he would send, he'd put weird, like, notes to a planner. Like, so my, my TA would put notes to my planner anyway. 
and just like, oh yeah, well yeah, he needs to do that, he needs to do that, whatever. Just if, but he would write notes from him. Dylan had a good day at school. He's very happy. My mum would be like, I don't need to know if my son's happy. Do you know what I mean? He, he was just being like Mr. Goody Two Two Shoes. I mean, the only way I can explain describe it, it was like being Captain America, if that makes sense of that analogy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I don't know. He he was just a bit. And I mean, it was a good way because I kind of looked at that as sort of motivation, be like, well, I don't want to be end up sort of like that. I want to sort of achieve more than he does. I mean, not in a nasty way. He, I mean, he did achieve quite a bit. I mean, he ran, he, the uh, Paralympic torch came to, so we live near Colm Bay. I don't know if you know that area. No. We live no, near there. You've but, probably heard uh, of Clandidno. Uh, you know, yeah, have you heard of Clandidno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's around the area, basically. And he, he ran ran laps around or no, walked with the uh, Paralympic torch around uh, sort of the track in Colm Bay, the, the athletics track. And I, and Ian, he was like, oh yeah, I'm, the, I'm, you know, you know, and he kept going on about it. I was like, mate, it's not a big deal. And then he made up the story that he was like a scout for Everton. And I thought, well, you're not a scout for Everton because surely wouldn't you be based in Liverpool and be going to report to Goodison Park, you know, but I don't know. He just chatted a lot of rubbish. I just, I just think he was, trying to be this sort of, you know, put in wrestling terms. He was like John Cena, you know, when they tried to make him like, you know, PG, you know, PG-13 for the kids. And it was just, it just came across as quite cringe, to be honest. But it was good motivation. I mean, I'm not like that anyway, but it was good motivation was you need to really work hard so you don't end up like that. Do you know what I mean? But I kind of just felt um, I'd put up this reputation of, oh, yeah, to save people, you know, it's like you and I, we just get on with it, we have a laugh. But he was like the complete opposite. He was an absolute killjoy. Right, yeah, that's that's interesting. So obviously I've had many TAs over the years. I'd say about 99% of them were sound. I'd, I'd say there was there was, there was was one who, uh, I'd say she was like too overcaring, where it was just mm. annoying. It's like, okay, come on, I don't need help with that. Um, was that primary school or secondary school? That was secondary school, yeah. Oh, really? Um, Would you mind going into it? Because I, I find that quite fascinating, really. It was just like, um, like, do you want help with this? Do you want help with that? I'm just like, no. Um, I was just, I just didn't know, like, what, like, why, why she was asking that. It was like, I'm, yeah. I didn't want to like say like I, didn't want to offend her. Though, that's the thing. Um, was that, I, I, I don't know why, but it's just. I can't remember exactly what she was saying because this was about year seven, year eight. Oh, right, I okay. just remember just going, no, I like, you don't need to, I don't need help with that, I don't need help with that. Yeah. Um, I'd say that was only, only one, though, but it was, it was only because she was too caring. She wasn't like, arrogant, like, but yeah, she was just maybe ignorant, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, sort of like overbearing. I mean, I kind of had a fear of my TA is that he was never really the popular kid in school. Because he loved hanging around the popular kids, you know, at a school they have labels. And yeah. um, he he kind of had that was his time to sort of, oh, I can go back to high school and be popular. But I don't know. I, I just felt like he was just doing it to sort of increase his own ego rather than doing any good. And I, I was not a fan of it at all. Yeah, it's just one of them. Um, it's on, It was only one TA for me, though, and because the rest were all very nice. So, yeah. well, not very nice, sorry, because she was very nice, but knew the level I was on. Like we were on the same level. Yeah. So same page. So Carl. Just um so you you did your GCSEs. Um how well did you do on them? Oh very, very poorly. So um I didn't get a single C. I uh, all D's and E's. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, I did uh, extremely horrendous. So then I was like, oh, God, what am I going to do afterwards then? But on the day, so the, the, the time where I went to sixth form, they just changed the law. In I don't know if it's just England or the whole UK, but they they, they they certainly changed the law in England where you had to stay in education until you were eighteen. Uh, yeah, no, that 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 was that was that was ours as well. We we you had to either go to sixth form or college. Yeah. So at that point, even though you had an interview to get into sixth form, but that was the only one I ever applied for. I didn't apply to any college. So I think, I don't know if they had to accept me or if I had to resit the year, but they chose to accept me on in, in year 12 anyway. But it meant I was very limited in what I chose. So, for example, I remember I got a D in both drama and media. Uh, and those are two options I put down to do in, in year 12 and 13. So they had to ring up my old teachers for for, for that. My drama teacher said yes. I got on very well with my drama teacher. Well, both of drama oh, teachers, good. actually. I'd, well, I had three. I got on well with all three of them, so I knew they were going to say yeah. But then my media teacher actually left uh, in year 11. Oh, right. So the one they rang up was just the head of media because it was the closest oh, person. Right. And she didn't know who I was, so she just said no. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that was one subject down. Um so the other two that I ended up doing, as well as drama or theatre studies, as it was called in year twelve and thirteen, was uh, IT and public services. Uh, oh really? They were both B techs, and theatre was an A level. So right. because I was just limited in what I could choose, because most of them you had to have like a C or above in 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 the class. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I did public services in GCSE. Did you? Did you enjoy it at A level? Um, it was it was all right. Uh, it was the easiest class I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Uh, it had it's a hundred percent pass rate, and I I know why. Because it was just very easy. That's very good. It's it, a lot of it's like just practical stuff, really. I mean, I remember in GCSE we had to write a poster on the police force or the fire service. It was very easy. What sort of uh, subject stuff, um, sort of uh, tasks did you have to do for public services? I'm quite sort of curious. We learned about the government and all the branches of the government. We learned about leadership and all the types of leadership. Yeah. And then physically, because we had like three P teachers as well who were public yeah, service teachers. Course. And then we'd have to do physical stuff. So I remember having to do a bleep test, which was hell. But, you know, you do what you've got to do. Um, I got a very bad score in that, but okay, I can't remember what I got. But yeah, it was just very bad. Yeah, I never really got a good score on the bleep test either. Um, and then I did actually come top in one. I came top in the sitting reach test because my arms are quite long, so I managed to come the top in the sitting reach test. Where you just got to push your arms on a ruler and see if you can push it the furthest. Oh, that's that's really that's really While good. Your legs are flat. <laughs> and I suppose the physio kind of helped that. Because really, what I've kind of realised, physio is sort of a it's sort of a type of yoga, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, if you keep doing it, you're basically just doing yoga, if that makes sense. And a lot, my old physio, one of my old physios, actually left it and became a yoga teacher. Oh right. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're very much intertwined. Like I was actually thinking of getting back, get, joining a yoga class. I I don't know. Do you do yoga at all? Or? Uh, no, I just um, people find me weird, so I don't I, I don't even have coffee or anything in the morning i'm just always ready to go no matter what oh that's good um no matter how much sleep i have or any or, or coffee or 
whatever. I can just get up and then I'm I'm all right. Oh, I, I wish I had your I wish <laughs> I wish I had your energy, man. I tell you. <laughs> I I bother night owl personally, so I I I'll I'll, I'll stay up two three in the morning, and I'll probably go to bed, wake up at like, I mean at the moment because um I'm starting a new job, um on the twenty first, so I've basically got a two week holiday. I've been going to bed like when I'm waking up at like ten eleven, and it's been quite bliss to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, I wish I wish I'm I'm definitely not a morning person at all. Would you say I'm I'm not a morning person, Bill? Am I really? No, I wouldn't say you are. I think you're quite sometimes a bit moody in the morning. Yeah, no, he, I've stayed over at his house in Bangor a few times and um, Bill's Bill's quite early, so he'll get up and he'll get up about like nine o'clock and he'll come downstairs and wake me up and I'll be like, what are you doing? It's nine o'clock. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll get up and we'll make a coffee. I was like, no, leave me alone. I want to go back to bed. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I hate mornings with a passion, with a true passion, I'd say. I passionately hate mornings, you know. Oh yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, I'm I'm a night owl as well. I go, I'm having going to bed at three or four o'clock myself. But um, so even though I guess you could say I'm skipping out in the morning, I when I did have a job um a few months ago, uh my boss I remember she used to say like how the hell do you do that car without drinking coffee? I was like I don't know, I'm just ready to go all the time. You don't even have like a cup of tea or anything. No, I hate I hate tea and coffee. I just like hot chocolate. Fair enough. So you have a cup of hot chocolate in the morning? Do nope. You? All right. <laughs> Bill, who has a cup of hot chocolate in the morning? <laughs> people do. People. I'm pretty sure um, Scandinavian countries people no, have hot I don't chocolate think so. in the morning before they wake up. So, um, yeah. how well did you do in your A levels then, Carl? Uh, so I always say this as a very good mate of mine. Um, um, six forms the best time of my life. Um, really? I, I've, I, everyone, we all got on so well. Um, so I was in a drama group and with my drama lot, and I used to love going to their house and watching like Game of Thrones or horror films uh, with oh, them nice. all the time, house parties and stuff. But then the work Lucky. was honestly, apart from theatre, I'd say drama and IT were just uh, not. I'd say uh, public service and IT were just very easy. Um, yeah. So I'd never have any stress for like two years, apart from when I had to act in front of people in theatre. That'd be the only time yeah. where I'd get my mouth would get really dry. I couldn't eat. I was dead nervous. Um, yeah, that was the only. But I enjoyed doing it. But it was just the nervous part of it. So in terms of the final grading, uh, I like to say that I aced my. Um, a levels, but I didn't really. But I'll tell you why I say I aced them. Um, I got a distinction in IT, so oh, fantastic. The equivalent to that is an A. Yeah, I got yeah. a merit in public services. The equivalent of that is a C. And then I, I thought got, it's a B a merit, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a C. Oh right, I thought I thought they were Bs. To be honest with you, no. Um, and then the equivalent. Uh, well, no, I did an A level in theatre. And I, I don't know what happened, still don't to this day, but I got an E. So I got right. ACE. Yeah, you ACE. Yeah. That's good. That. Um, no, 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 that's very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I was very disappointed in the theatre result. Yeah, um, especially because that's something that you loved. We The performance that we did 
in year 12, I remember, so that also counted as part of, of, of the grade. Um, we had to do a piece of physical theatre. Uh, we were okay. in the army. Um, and I just, and, but even though, because <laughs> yeah, we had to watch it back as well, like when we're all doing like star jumps and exercises, I'm just like in tune with everyone. So I'm just like, I can see why I've been marked down here. But I, that was also my proudest achievement ever in um, in acting because I had to memorise a whole two, no, four or six page long monologue. Wow, f- f- fantastic. So this uh, theatre piece you did, we, was it... You talk about the army. Was it like a was it like a story that you had to all write, or was it already like a story and you just had to perform? It's a pre-written story. It's called the Grandfathers. I can't remember the author's name, uh, the, so I can't say it. But it's the play is called the Grandfathers. Um, play is called the Grandfathers. What what was it about? Was it like was it a bit like World War Two? Was it was it a bit like Dad's Army? Or? So the war is you don't know what the war is. It's just the war. Um, it's about nine cons- conscripts. That's the word, isn't it? If you're... Yeah, yeah. conscript. Um, and it's just about how each one deals about joining the army. Um, I played a right, guy called okay. Dim, who was the weirdest out the lot. Uh, he <laughs> seemed to enjoy blood and gore, but missed his family. Oh, right. So I remember in the right. monologue, because he, every there's nine scenes as well, and each scene someone is, is someone's scene. So we're all in everyone's scene, but one person has like the main part of the scene. And for my scene, anyway, I, in the monologue, uh, I'm just talking about how I loved watching like beheadings and stuff, and but I miss my family. And it's just like okay, so yeah, Dim was very, very odd and strange. Is that why they called him Dim? Probably, probably. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually a brilliant um, play. Uh, there's a few there's a few covers on YouTube. I might, I might, I might give it a look. How, how long is it? Um, I want to say an hour or an hour and a half. Yeah, so, so you were acting for yeah, that's quite a while to be honest, really. Um, would you say generally you're more into theatre acting or acting and like film acting? What, what would um, you want to sort definitely of definitely film do? acting? So mm. even as right now, um, I do have an agent and I'm um. I was just in Watley Road just recently as an extra. Were you? That's fantastic. So they're, they're bringing back Watley Road for next year, so um, I'm an extra in that, and I, I can't say anything, unfortunately, because it's all top no. secret. Um, yeah, I can imagine. But it's uh, it's long long days. Though. I was there for 12 hours for two days. Uh, wow. About 10 of those hours, 10 out of 12, you're not doing anything. Uh, no. told me that when, when you get into acting, like you only need it when you're called on set. So, mm. thankfully, though, because it's Waterloo Road, they had extras as well who were over 18 playing students. So, it's just like, I, I loved, like, in a classroom with them and we were just playing, like, classroom games. It was just really fun. So, thankfully. So, yeah, it didn't feel like work then, is what you're saying. You had, like, a good, it didn't feel so much like, I have to go this yeah. and work. It was quite enjoyable. It's just a really long day for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can imagine because you could have to sit there. Um, but there weren't any, you, you, you I'm not going to bring, bring anything in, but you didn't have any speaking roles. It was just you being an extra. That's good. Did you have any speaking roles at all, or was it just, just you as an extra? No, it's just um, an extra. Um, 
yeah so i didn't have any speaking roles i i, I, I mouth words but i like i don't actually I don't, i'm not actually saying anything well you know it's that's really good but like i said you know you have to start somewhere and i think uh, acting is quite one of those um it's quite a hard profession to get into but if you can make it you know big bucks you know and fame you know would you say uh, where where would be the um, ultimate goal for acting for you? Like Hollywood films, would you say? So for me, my dream job and always has been is voice acting. Right. So um, like animated series and animation, video games, any like even even adverts, whatever. Like I just love to right, do voice okay. acting. Um, I, I think I I love doing voices, and then I just feel like I'd be in my element doing voice acting really. Oh, that that's really um that's really interesting. Um, obviously, like South Park. Is there any other animated series you like? Um, so what am I watching at the moment? I'm watching something animated at the moment. Uh, oh my god, my mind's gone completely blank. Yeah, no <laughs> um, I I well, I've always loved the the Simpsons. I remember playing Hit and Run oh, yeah. in the day. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, I tried to get into Family Guy. It's just not for me. Not a fan of Family Guy. And I remember the South Park writers, they went into Family Guy. And I remember it's a video on YouTube. And it's like, when you look at that, you're like, oh, yeah. Every episode yeah, is the same. Do. And that's what they say. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really good. Um, So what stage are we now at? Um, so we're... Doing for your A-level. So, um, yeah, so you, did you go to uni, Carl? Yes, yeah, so after I left school in 26th form, I should say, after I left sixth form in 2017, I went to the Uni of Salford and I studied media oh, production. Nice. So even yeah. though I wasn't good enough for media production in sixth form, uh, I did get the I did get the UCAS points to do it in, in uni. So I was based in the Media City campus, but... Even though I had full access to that campus, where I was actually doing my lessons was in a college. Um, oh yeah, I'm with you. I mine was like that as well, actually, because my I did my undergrad in Bangor University. Yeah, but I did I, I didn't do it in Bangor. I did it in a college, Clandry uh, Fluent Ross in Ross and Sea. So yeah, that that I I know that I I know how they I do it. It's sort of like affiliated with it. Yeah. But uh, what was what was university like then, Carl? Um, so I, I did stay at home, so I didn't actually yeah, experience the full uni life, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so the, the only, the only times, um, the only like mates I made were from my, from my class. Um, I still keep in touch with some of them even, even so to this day. Uh, mm. I wasn't even the furthest person in, in my class living there. There was someone from Liverpool, very good mate of mine, Josh. She, uh, he used to get the bus, uh, the, the, not the other bus, the train every day. Really, from time. Liverpool to Salford, bloody hell! Like, well, not every day, but every week at least. So, yeah, that's quite that's quite heavy going. I think, I I mean, you know, I I don't know his like circumstances, but if I had the option to, I would probably just live in Salford if that makes sense, or live you know yeah. where where it was. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother because by the time you get a train, you know. Especially, what, what were you doing as a degree again? Carl? So I was doing media production. So what that is, is, uh, well, first year is 50% film TV and also um, written written work. I've got the word for it now is. Um, and the other 50% is radio. Right, okay. 
So, and then you specialise in something on the second year. So it's a foundation course. Um, okay. So I remember in year 12, uh, year 12, in the first year, sorry, um, I had re- right. we're doing uh, learning about films analysis and stuff. And then we all had to make our radio stuff. So I made a radio uh, like show, um, just one episode though. Uh, I remember that was about money. Uh, and whether we'll be cashless soon um, and we are still going there I'd say uh, we'll see when we eventually go fully cashless but yeah yeah I mean I I mean I, I probably think we will end up going cashless personally because you know no do you carry money around with your car or do you do you I always carry just money just in case I ever need it I always ca- really uh, oh, that's, that's quite like smart for example really. uh, if not, do you ta- not take card we need a uh, usually money, like cash money. Really? Because I taxis in North Wales take card. You see, because I yeah, I've never now. I I don't since the pandemic. I don't know anywhere what really carries cash. I mean, particularly I I I, I don't go. I know Bill carries cash with him, but I I I never. I I just don't really. I'm not like it's the point, but what it is is I'm quite scared of losing stuff. If that makes sense, like right. If I lose a penny, if that makes sense, I think well, you know, it's better I just keep all my money in the card and I won't really lose my card. But <laughs> if my wallet's stuck for cash, then you you know what I mean. It's a bit like oh, you know. Yeah. So um, for myself with losing stuff, I I'm I uh, I've been going out for five years now, like drinking. And I've only ever lost one item once, and that was my phone. Have you? And I only lost it when getting out of the taxi. So this was an Uber. And I remember right. I, I was on my phone in the Uber, put it in my pocket, got out the taxi, but it fell out my pocket while I got out the taxi. And by the time I got in my house, the Uber went. And I was like, oh, oh God. Nightmare. But it's the only time, even I've been like drunk many times, um, and I've, I've just never lost anything, thankfully. Yeah. Well, you're very, uh, you're better than me. I lose stuff all the time. I, I remember once when I was in Bill in Ireland with in, with Bill visiting his family. I lost my passport. Um, my I lost it twice. No, I lost my wallet in the pub, and then because I suppose because it's Ireland and everyone's friendly, they they rang up and said, "Oh, they, we went up to Delhi's wallet." Like, yeah, that's yours. And then I lost my passport. I dropped it out of my thing, and it it landed on his auntie's like pathway outside, and then. Basically, I, I obviously, obviously, Bill, Bill, and the other mate Ben were doing this out of their kindness of heart. Bill and Ben, Bill and Ben, yeah. <laughs> See, we have another friend called Ben, so it's the Bill and Ben the far oh, flat. Man. That's exactly yeah. what I and then, so I, I lost this passport, and I was like, oh, I've lost a passport. How am I going to get back? You know, I'm in a thing. And then they went Dylan, and then they turned around, and they, picked, and they said, "This is yours." And I was like. And I was like, oh, I found my passport. How are you guys? I've been looking for that. And he goes, we're teaching you a lesson to be more careful of your stuff. Do you remember that, Bill? I do, yeah. I was like, oh, Ben, we'll keep, we'll, we'll we'll keep this from him for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, Dill, have you got your passport? And you were looking for for a good hour. I was hour, like so. turning up tables, where's my passport? But yeah, no, I just dropped it out of my pocket. But I'm, I'm terrible at losing stuff, really. And I think that is down to the condition. Um, but it's it's good to see. I think you're definitely more organised than me, hundred percent. No, uh, yeah, I, um, I I like being organised myself. Um, having everything sorted, to be honest. Yeah, cause, yeah, Because yeah, which side? Because obviously, there's a scratch on your brain. That's how you you know the cerebral palsy. So which sides affect? It's is it the right side? So- your right side of the brain yeah, is affected. Yeah, my right side brain. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what's interesting with me. With me, I've got the scratch on the right side. No, no, I do. No, no, sorry. I have the scratch on the left side of the brain. So, in theory, my 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 left side, which is um, responsible for like organization or that, like controls the right side, but it's also responsibility for organization and math stuff like that. I should be. They were saying this. Doctor said that I should be really good at organization, maths, and problem solving, but I'm not. It's like my bright brain flipped when I got it. So it's like um, I'm very good at say communicating, and um, you know that's why I prefer subjects like English and like business, where you can actually communicate and politics, and that's where I do well. But I, I hate like sort of anything with numbers in or anything like that. But they said it was quite a phenomenon with me because they kind of swapped. So I did that have happened to you maybe that they sort of with the size of the brain or did something sort of compensate for the other? I have never known to be honest. No, I've never. Yeah, like, yeah known what the left side and right side brain is responsible for like to be honest but it makes sense that you're very good at organizing because that's your side not hasn't been affected well i'm really bad at organizing and that's sort of well that's where my side's meant to be not uh due to effective organizing so i i find it really fast you know the brain's a fascinating thing and oh I just yeah find it well your brain's saying that right now oh i know <laughs> And the brain named itself the brain. Yeah, it did as well, didn't it? So, you know, you got to put things in conquest. Yeah, Carl, um, now that we've uh, delved into, you know, your your whole school life and where you're kind of up to now, um, I hope you don't mind me going into this, but uh, what's your, like, sexual orientation? Are you into girls? Are you into men? Like, what is yeah, yeah, uh, heterosexual. So you're a straight yeah. male. Okay. So... I just want to ask this because um, how has having a disability affected your relationship with the opposite sex, e.g. obviously women for you? Um, how's that affected you? Do they see the condition? Do, you, um, do they not see the condition? What experiences have you had and what personal struggles, if, if there is any struggles, have you thought about you know having a disability towards uh, getting with girls and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. So, the, well, this is a great question. I, I thought you might ask this. So, yeah. um I, I'd say right now, uh, I'm a I'm a confident guy in terms of I can meet anyone and like say and just get on with anyone really well, male or female. But if when it comes to relationships, I I don't I don't know I just crumble. Um, but it's I I blame myself. I fully blame myself. What What do you mean when you say crumble, Carl? Like, real it. real confidence in that. To be honest, it's it, I've got myself to blame for it. Um, I just don't know why. Uh, I could speak to any girl and like get on really well with her, but like if it's if it's like a relationship I'm looking for, I just I just have no confidence in that in that regard. Right. Yeah. So, what about school? Did you ever? Did you? What happened? Like in secondary school with girls? What was that like for you? I mean, there was year seven. Where, like, I guess I did have a girlfriend, but I don't really count that anymore because it's year seven. Um. And that was just like, oh, do you want to go out with me? Yeah, sure. But I don't really count that now. Um, but then after yeah. that, not, nothing really too much after that. Um, yeah, did you do you feel like that was because they saw the condition or what do you think it was? I, I Well, I think it might, but not because of them. I think it's down the, purely down because of me. I put myself down too much, maybe. Just, just in a relationship aspect, probably. So, um, yeah, I... I just fully by yeah. myself. 
so what, what do you blame yourself for, Carl? If you don't mind me asking, because I, I don't really understand what oh, you mean just, there. Like not being, not doing the final step of like asking and stuff. Well, not having the confidence because you you thinking that they'd say no anyways. Yeah, for probably many reasons, whether that be like independence or disability or anything to be, I guess. Yeah, just kind of not having the confidence. Can I ask you a question there, Carl? So I I experienced this in sort of high school with girls, and um, I went over this in my in the first episode of this podcast. A lot of girls will sort of say stuff like they kind of treat you like a child. They'll say stuff like, like they'll say to me like, I'd say something and they'd be like, "Oh, Dale, you're so cute," but it was like, do you know what I mean? Like a bit like sort of talking to a toddler. Did you ever sort of experience that with women in high school? Would you say? Yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, and um, when I look when yeah. I look back now, I guess I guess maybe yeah, like yeah, sort of like childish behavior. Yeah, They'll, yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I always, I, yeah, so, I. Oh, yeah, sorry, come yeah. on, Bill. I was just gonna say, because um, obviously I've heard, I've know Dylan's life and Dylan's uh, highs and lows when it comes to, you know, the opposite sex and girls and stuff. Um, I just wanted to see, like, was there any uh, similarities, like, because you know, um, Dylan's already gone over this in the our first podcast but you know girls in a way um down to like i say i think i said this as well to deal like you can't blame anyone because we're all just the way we are and people like what they want but a lot of the girls in school especially like uh, they did see the disability more than like they like, having the chance to get to know you wasn't that right yeah but, they didn't i didn't i won't i wouldn't say i was sort of friends with girls and i like like you carl i'd say i was probably more shy in terms of if I wanted to like it, if I liked the girl. I remember I remember in school I liked this girl and um I think I she was sort of flirting with me so I took it as oh she likes it back and like we had a lot of stuff in common like we liked Star Wars so I was like okay well maybe you know it could work and I felt like it was good, good chemistry and then obviously didn't really pan out she obviously got a boy i i think it's a combination of i didn't get i didn't have the bottle to ask her out but also it probably wouldn't have worked out I, she probably would have rejected me um i um but i think looking back on it she was just sort of like flirting with me because she wanted to be like oh look i'm such a good person i'm sort of talking to the disabled guy um so i i do get where you're coming from really um and it is it is it is one of them um things really um, if you don't want me asking, how how would you say your dating life is now, Carl? Yeah, well, uh, non-existent, I'd, I'd say. Join <laughs> uh, <during> the club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I've already said this on a previous podcast, but I don't mind sharing this now. I actually only lost my virginity a few months ago. You know, and um, it was honestly, it was it was quite easy. Um, and I think I think once you've, I think with me. I, I don't know if you've lost yours or not. You don't have to get into it if you don't want to. But with me, um, once I lost my virginity, I felt like I could sort of enjoy nights out and I became much more confident. I was just more like, well, yeah, you know. Um, and You weren't putting the pressure no, on you exactly. to go, go so, get with a girl. So like every night out, I was sort of thinking to myself, oh, I need to pull. I need to pull. And it's quite, in my friendship group, um, you know, Ben, who's very athletic, and Todd, who's very athletic, and 
We had a chap called Jack who was very tall and Bill who was tall and Irish. Um, you know, it was quite difficult for me to get a girl's attention, I'd say, because there isn't really anything special about me. But what I found is once I found my niche and once I did it, it was quite easy, if that makes sense. I mean, at the moment, I'm not really looking for anybody. Um, I'm just working on self-improvement. You know, I want to go to gym. I want to have a nice body. And I think once I've got that, I will probably find, you know, the girl that I'm looking for. But did you ever have any pressures, like when you were going on night out, to, I need to cop off with someone, I need to pull with somebody? Um, no, it just, if it happens, it happens. But um, yeah. I'm just, I'm always confident on a night out. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I don't know, I guess just relationship, though, is just the, the whole different aspect of that. Um, but no, I just love dancing. I love going to any nightclub and yeah. just no matter what music it is, just having a good old time dancing, really. Oh, that's really that's really good. That that, that that's really good. I, I wish I had. Have you ever tried? What? Have you ever tried um dating apps like Tinder or anything? Um, my well, my mates are always telling me to start one up and everything, and then I create an account and everything, but then never follow it through. I should though. I should though. As I say, I I don't blame anyone. I just blame myself. But um, because I've I, I've got to make that step. I've got to put the effort in. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer. If you like, you want to be an actor, don't you? So if you follow your dreams into becoming an actor, the girl will come into place. Because what what I was sort of doing when I, you know, when I uh, had that special night was I was actually, I'm quite political. So I was running for councillor in the council elections. So at that moment in time, I was actually thinking of pulling. I was like, I need to win an election. I need to win an election. So that was sort of my thing. When you, when you get your task in, if you like your mission, whether that being an actor or politics or whatever, the girl will sort of fall into place. Do you know where I'm coming from? No, yeah, and I think that might that that's going to happen with me. Um, so, for example, I love I love me um like me music, so me rock music. So I'm going to oh, Leeds right. even next week to see Evanescence. So, you know, oh, nice. it, it could happen there. It could happen in, in another night. You know. <clears throat> yeah, but I think, I mean, it is hard though. Definitely dating. Would you say with a condition? Would you say it is quite difficult? girls make judgments on you and would you say it's quite hard would you say oh yeah like but so it is hard but it's only because of like your perception or or, or my mm. perception it's like you, you're second guessing yourself of what they're going to say but you don't know but like i suppose I should, I should make the step and then see and then if they say it's like oh it's not the end of the world if anything it says more about them though you know if they did say anything about you know what i mean but also, like, you know, you just, like, the the world is so vast and it's, you know, you, there is someone always out there for people, no matter what age you are, you know. And, uh, but like I said, I think the right person comes along when you don't expect it, to be honest with you. And when you, you know, when you probably need it in a way. And also, not when you need it in a way, but like when you're, when you're ready, I think the right person yeah. comes along. And uh, it doesn't matter, like I said, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, it could happen down the road. It could happen years ago. Like, you know. My, I'll tell you something now, Carl. And I was having a chat with my brother about this. My brother is 17. Oh, he's going to be 18. He's 17. He's going to be 18 in December. And um, basically, what he said to me was, it's what the vibe you put out. If you put out you're disabled and no one's going to love you because you're disabled, then you're not going to get any. But if you put out saying, I'm a confident guy, I love life, then you'll you'll get the girl. That's what I've I I well that's basically what I did, and you know I I, I had that night. But I think though it's all about what you put out. If you let other people's beliefs 
become your reality you become their reality but you don't have to be like that you can become your own reality i think people don't again come back to the brain of how powerful the brain is you know no yeah i fully agree with that actually i like as you say like you just got to be confident and then it happens when it happens even when you least expect it so uh no i still think that will happen with me to be honest so hopefully it does yeah moving on from uh the girl thing carl how do you think that people with a condition or with a disability are treated in a modern day society do you think they're treated fairly or do you think the public should be more aware of people with a disability it's a good question because well obviously living it my whole life it's hard to see how much awareness people have um it's because but i do but probably people don't have um like 100 percent full awareness because sometimes like i'll just get asked like the silliest question um and so it is just about knowing to be honest um but then also it's it is difficult so everyone's different uh as well uh i'm only talking about so palsy that is because that's the one that, that i have and know yeah. so i'll give you an example when people say oh can you walk up the stairs i i i, I sort of laugh i probably shouldn't but i'm like well yeah i can do that all the time but then obviously there are people with cerebral palsy who can't do that so it's just yes. like it's it's about finding that right balance I'd well, say. I think I think Sarah Paul's is a spectrum because do you know, do you know the former prime minister David Cameron? Yeah, yeah. His son had cerebral palsy, but he died uh, complications. But he had it really badly. Badly, I he had it all over like his arms and his legs. And he couldn't move. Yeah, I think he got a, a pneumonia. And I think he only died when he was like seven or eight. So I think because of that, so it is. It is people don't really realize it's, it's, it's similar to autism in regards. It's on a spectrum, really. So yeah. It depends how badly you get it. I don't think many people really understand that. The only one like, I, I, I was really angry was in year eight and nine. All my lessons okay. got moved downstairs, which meant all the teachers had to um, like move all their stuff. But I never asked for that. I never said I had a problem with stairs. I don't. I oh, live, so they, they the just assume then? I live on the. Well, I, I don't live, but I my bedroom's on the second floor. So it's like I've been going upstairs all my life. And I was just really angry that, the, like, the teachers well i don't know who made it but like made like my actual teachers like leave all their rooms and classes just for one lesson because of me but it's just like well i never asked for this so they just assume and be like yeah you can do this yeah i'll I, tell I, you another upstairs it's like that's I, silly <laughs> yeah i'll tell you an example actually there was i we were going on a school trip to, this is the sixth one to cardiff to try and get us interested in the university oh yeah uh life and I, head of year, every five seconds said, are you all right to walk this? I was like, yeah, fine. Are you all right every five seconds? And then eventually I turned around and went, listen, I've done bronze, silver, gold, Duke of Edinburgh. I think I'm okay to walk five meters straight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just, they don't, I, I sometimes I just think, obviously it's an education issue. And I don't think they've had enough education on the matter. But, you know, they, they, they just, as you said, it's a mix of, overbearing and overcareness and also a lack of education and understanding of what someone actually needs no fully agree so it is just about i always just say to people i'll, I'll tell you if, if i need something i will um, yeah well, that's what i mean and when they ask us the question one question over and over again it's like oh my god just i will tell you and i probably it's, won't it's tell so you so annoying I isn't it need help with that so <laughs> and then sometimes they make assumptions like i remember once i was um I was heading back from the gym. This was when I was about 15, 16. 
and it was about eight o'clock at night. So it was, I wouldn't say it was late, late. It was fairly late. I wouldn't say it was late, late. And then I saw a girl I knew. I waved at her and then we got, I got on the bus, came home. I went to school the next day and she came up to me. Oh no, she came up to me in my TA and she's like, oh, you went to gym yesterday? I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I was on the bus. She goes, oh, I didn't know you that late. I thought you passed your bedtime. I was like, I'm 16 years old. I don't have a bedtime. <laughs> you know, ridiculous, right. you know. Yeah. They just think that, you know, you need wrapping up and cotton wool in a way. I don't. I, think. I really am the opposite of that. I'm old boot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fully. So, so, I mean, to be fair, I, I guess most of the time these days, I, I, I don't tell people who don't need to know uh, unless they figure it out, but just because of those reasons. But it's not because I'm ashamed of anything. It's just because of, like... The, the, yeah, it's just trying to be your personality. It's a question yeah. anything. Oh, you know? Yeah, definitely shouldn't be like your personality no, trade first never. thing you tell people. No. I agree with that more than anything, hundred percent. Well, problem is, like what I say is, and we said this earlier. If if you begin sort of saying, "Oh, my name's Carl," or "My name's Dill," I've got a disability. They just they just start. Do you know what I mean that just becomes their personality? That just becomes your personality trait, and then hence people just see, knowing you as the disabled guy, and it's it's completely rubbish, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's why I don't make it my personality. Yeah. What, what, um, what struggles, Carl, in your life, do you think that's made you stronger and made you into a more determined person? Ooh, now? That's, that's a good question. That's a good way of phrasing it as well. I never thought about it like that. Um, I suppose it's something to do with trying that bit harder. So yeah, it, it yeah. took me yeah. ages to do buttons, for example. Mm. I couldn't do buttons for ages. In in the whole of like high school, I used to have Velcro buttons. Really? Yeah. So it's just like every button would be done, and then like the shirt itself would just be Velcro. Oh right, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and I just looking back now, I was like, no, I want to learn this. So it, I, I'd say it makes you more determined. Uh, well, yeah. In 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 some senses. Just because, like, now nah, I've had enough of this. Now I'm gonna do this, and I will. I won't stop till I do it. Not everything, obviously, yeah. as I said before. Laces is just hard. It's so hard, yeah. laces. But I was like, I remember when I was trying to do buttons before, like when I was little. I was like, I've all, I almost did it, but I always used to just give up. Like, it's not until I got older. I was like, now nah, I need to be more determined and do stuff and and do this. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, I share that as well. You have to keep going and stick it out. You know, I struggled with buttons and then I learned how to do it. And then, you know, it, it gives you the independence because now you and I can walk in the shop and buy a shirt, whatever shirt we want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have to pick which shirt, and which opens up, you know, we talk about confidence and confidence of women. You know, if you can go into a shop and buy whatever item of clothing you want, it doesn't really matter of the... Uh, you know accessibility or you know your ability you know your abilities you 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 know you're, you're going to feel more confident you know if you can wear if i can wear the same shirt that say bill could wear who hasn't got a condition you know it gives us that independence as you say and also it gives us um it gives us uh, confidence you know because like i've moved out here i live in a house share i don't you know live with my family anymore and that that's given me a massive boost in confidence because i'm like yeah well if i can do this i'm pretty sure i can do anything so it, it's very important to do to actually uh, do these tasks and not many people i think understand this but 
it's very important to do it because it gives us confidence and independence, wouldn't you agree? No, yeah, 100%. Um, I'm, well, good on you for moving out as well. I, I, I need to take that next step, to be honest. Uh, like I don't know. I mean, rent's overrated, though. <laughs> I need to learn independence um, in, in terms of just living alone, I guess. So, yeah, so good on you for that. And I guess I need to oh, thank you. learn that. So, But, yeah, determination, it, it really helps and goes a long way. Dill, um, do you have any final questions for Carl before we start wrapping up this podcast? Um, do I have any final questions? I don't have. No, I think I've got everything I need to need to know. No, really, Bill. Um, I'm I'm pretty pretty sat. I'm pretty yeah. good. We got a lot. I've I've got one more thing to ask, Carl. Um, Carl. So you know, there's be there'll be uh there if you there's going to be young children out there you know going through primary school secondary school with a condition you know a a disability it doesn't necessarily have to be cerebral palsy but you know what advice would you give them listening to this podcast Uh, what advice would you want to give them to make them feel that you know they're not alone that they can do whatever they want and stuff like that um i want to get the right words for this now then um just be yourself be yourself um don't be afraid of what others think or feel be yourself um it it really does go a long way you'll feel more confident about yourself um you'll you'll be an overall happier person i'd say yeah that's yeah. very good is that it wise words there, i'd say Wise words, you know, and uh, I just want to say a big thank you, Carl, to yourself. Really appreciate for, it. You know, yeah, yeah, having the you know confidence to come on a podcast. I know it's a big thing to talk about yourself, and also, well, just to put yourself out yeah. into the public as well on a on a podcast. Do you have so the, before we close the here, uh, Bill? Do you have any questions for us, Carl? Um, just uh, I'll, I'll ask you guys. Then why did you start the podcast? Oh, so that's a good question. Um, shall I go first, Bill, or do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sort of been an idea to do the podcast from, you know, when we were in school, but this is when we were about 16, 17, 18, and I didn't think we had the life experience yet. And then a few months ago, I wanted to do a podcast called Perspective in Politics, where I talk about politics, because, uh, you know, it's what I'm interested in too. I'm hoping to go into politics as an MP. So it was sort of, I kind of sort of a way of into, you know, use the media and sort of get in to, to sort of becoming an MP that way. And then Bill said, no, no, well, well, we've had this dream for a while to be podcast. Why don't we just do it and come on and we talk about, we can talk about politics. We have people on like yourself, talk about life stories, and other thing, other topics like Bill's really into science and we'll do current affairs. And then I thought, I, I, I was quite hesitant at first because at the time, one of our house, one of my housemates who doesn't live here anymore was into podcast production. And we would, I was saying like the ideas we were having and he goes, um, yeah, you know, we need to be into a specific topic and people aren't, in the first few episodes, people aren't going to be interested in your personality. They just want to know about the content really. So I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, Bill, but you know, we've, we've done it. We've, we've, you know, I trusted in Bill and I'm glad it paid off. You know, we've never looked back, have we? Yeah, that's what it was. You know, it's it's just something that I wanted to do because me and Dill like talk on the phone all day anyway. And I thought to myself, you know what, we can record this and put it on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, but no, but 
the reason why I wanted to do it was, you know, I trusted in Dill's intellectual capability and my intellectual capability to, you know, actually bring something meaningful to the table and something that, you know, we thought we other the listeners would be genuinely interested in listening to. And also, you know, we just want to hit, well, I'm sure Dill agrees with this, but I just want people to tell their stories. I yeah, love listening to different people's stories and how their stories can help other people as well. But yeah, it was just kind of a few reasons like that, Carl. You know? Oh, that's brilliant. Well, you, you two have done a cracking job. Uh, well, oh, thank anyway, you. interviewing me anyway. So, thank you. I felt dead natural and, <laughs> and, and good. So Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I don't want it to really come across too formal, don't we, Doctor? We just kind of... No, exactly. To, like you say, I'm glad, thanks for saying that, Carl, because we just kind of want it to be natural and flow naturally and no pressure, you know? Yeah, it had I mean? to be professional to a point, but we didn't want it too professional, really. Yeah, and you, well, you, I think yeah. you guys found the balance really well. So uh, good, oh, good on you guys for that. Oh, thank you for that, thank Carl. You. Right, right then. Uh, so let's let's do the let's finish up here. So, uh, like I say, Carl Evans, uh, you know, talking about his life with cerebral palsy there and his life story in general. Uh, just want to say a big thank you to him. Yeah, you know, uh, this has been, yeah. yeah. You know, this has been this has been the mis uh this has been the misunderstood word podcast. I. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much for the listeners. And yeah, what Dill, do you want to tell them where they can find us? You can find us on Spotify and YouTube. And you can also follow us on the socials, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please give us yeah. a like, follow, and subscribe. Yeah, give us a share on all them as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much. Being the Misunderstood World podcast here with Dylan Davis and Carl Evans. Uh, catch you next Take time. Take care. Peace out.